Welcome to Becoming, the podcast for female business owners who are ready to step fully into their next level self, remove the filter and attract dreamy, consistent clients. I'm your host, Megan Rose, mindset and business coach, ready to help you create the business and life of your dreams by becoming the person who has it against all the odds. Ready to stop the excuses and become the version of you that has it all? Keep on listening. Hello, unapologetic babes, and welcome back to another podcast. If you're somebody who has a big vision and you're chipping away at that vision, but it feels like it's not materializing, even though you have been trying to create this for so long, I want you to really pay attention to this podcast. And what I'm going to talk about today and the topic and even maybe my delivery may be a bit triggering. And I always try to preface when I'm going to be triggering because if you don't know me or if you're not used to direct communication, it can feel uncomfortable. It can feel like a call out. It can feel like I'm trying to guilt or shame you. And that is actually the opposite of my intention. Naturally, as a person, I'm very, very direct in my communication. So in my, you know, in my personal life, in in work, in the years, you know, probably not the first few years of work, but definitely as I gained more confidence, uh, more competence as well in my work, I was somebody who was very, very assertive at work. I was somebody who was very confident. I would be extremely direct. And it's funny, I was, I basically, I've told this story many times, but I joined a tiny tech startup when I was, I think I was 24 years old and it was a French company and I was the third UK employee, first sales employee in the London office and we had this tiny four-man office. I was the only girl, so it's me, the country manager who's a man and um, another employee who was a man who was not working on the sales team. And I remember basically, you know, this tech startup was very, very early stages. Um, The product was very, very new. We were launching to a London market and it was my responsibility to create sales in this business. And I was only 24, like still very young in my career. And I remember we were in a WeWork office, really cool offices. If you've never been in them, they had like a beer tap. You were allowed dogs in the office. This was 2016. So, you know, not as cool as like, I think it's pretty standard now. But back then, this was pretty cool. And I was in this tiny four-man office. And I remember when I had to make my first sales call. We just had to cold call, right? It was called like startup. And... I remember being so nervous, like my voice was shaking, but I was determined not to leave the room, even though the person who was working on like the other area of the business left the room to do his calls. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let them think because I'm young, because I'm a girl, I'm going to leave this room. And I did my calls in that office. And I really, I really put myself into a position to receive feedback because I was really committed to learning and I was also committed to showing up as to who I was I digress but this is relevant anyway I've always been very very assertive so when I started in this job um, even though I was nervous I would stay in the room and I remember the the other guy so eventually another girl joined so it was two guys two girls and one the other guy once made a comment about oh are you on your period like oh my god guys 
this was 2017, I was like, you don't say that, <laughs> you do not say that to a woman, and I kind of put him in his place, and the other two people felt very awkward about it, point being, I've always been very direct in my communication, I'm an assertive person, I don't beat around the bush, I myself really appreciate direct communication, um, I I put myself into a position where I want, I've, I really highly value honesty, so I don't want people to beat around the bush and make up some fake compliment to like give me a shit sandwich, if you've never heard of what a shit sandwich is, it's a thing used in corporate, people use it just generally as well, like they'll give you a compliment, then the area that they want you to work on, and then a compliment, and I would just zone in on like the bit in the middle, the shit sandwich, because I was like, I just want to know how I can be better. Like, I just want to know what you really think. I was bullied when I was younger and I never understood why. And so I think this is really driven from that. This is a very long-winded way, basically, of me saying that when I give some of the home truths that I give to you, whether that's in my written content on Instagram or here on the podcast, if people don't know me or if people are working through their own shit, they're going to perceive it as me being a bitch, basically, they're going to receive it as I'm trying to make them feel guilty, shame spiral, or they're just going to feel called out, they're going to feel triggered, and they're going to want to project that back onto me, this is fine, and I don't give a shit if you do that, but that's actually not my intention, my intention is to be radically honest with you, A, because I value honesty, both in how I give communication and how I receive communication, and I also know that being fluffy to you and beating around the bush and trying to validate your victim is not going to create transformation for you. I have never made changes in my life when people were making me feel like I was a good girl, like I'd done nothing wrong, like I was victimized, like it was all okay. I've never grown from that. I have never evolved from that communication and so I hold you to a higher standard in the fact that I will not do that to you. Now that's not going to be for everybody at all <laughs> um, and that's fine, you know, but I am here for the people who deeply desire that. I'm here for the people who are like, yeah, I'm fucking ready to hear what's going on and I think this was also driven from like I remember having a coach once early on in my journey and I was so committed I was so like I was working so hard I was doing everything that she said and, and, and albeit of course there were probably things that I might be missing and in the end she looked at everything she looked at my content she looked at how I was showing up consistently she looked at my launch plan even the offer I'd created and she was, I think it's just an energy problem, but wasn't actually able to articulate for me what that meant. Now, when I work with, when I say energy problem, I'll be very specific in like, there's, there's unconscious patterns playing out, right? But this was just like, there's an energy problem. And I felt very much like, I don't know how to change that. And it also felt like she didn't know how to change that, which is not her job at all. It's not her responsibility to fix or save me. But I remember thinking, like, is there something that she's just, like, she's seeing and she's not telling me? And I really believe that as coaches, as people in an, in an industry where we're, we're supposed, we, we ask for a lot of money, right? And we do that because I believe the, trans, I pre- 
But I honestly believe the transformation I provide for people is so much bigger than just helping to sell online. Like, that's not, that's not just what I do. Like, the transformation, and I've had this reflected, told to me from clients, like, I've had people say to me, their their partners have been like, I have never seen you show up in this way. I've never seen you so strong in your boundaries. That's not just a business thing. That's like a personal transformation, right? And so I'm always very aware that it's it's very important for me to say the things that I believe will help you create some change. And I believe that that happens when we feel called out. Because what does being called out actually feel? It feels uncomfortable, doesn't it? When you feel called out, maybe somebody's pointed out something that you've been doing and saying like, you know, this isn't the most aligned thing for you or you've been playing small here or or you've been being your victim. It feels uncomfortable. It feels, it, people just, they, they don't want to feel uncomfortable. So they go into anger or shame or guilt and project and blame. Oh, so, so the anger is going to be at the person who said it. The guilt or shame is going to be the judgment of yourself or looking at like, or victim, oh, but I've had this to deal with, or, but they've probably not had this, or they've got more money, or they've got more support, or whatever excuse your ego gives you, the point is, you don't want to sit with the discomfort of like, oh, maybe that was my responsibility, and so the thing that I want to say to you today, is I want to, I want to call you out, in how committed are you actually being in your business, how committed are you being in your business? And this doesn't necessarily mean if, you, you know, you're not making sales, maybe you're making like, if you're listening to this podcast, you're either not making sales at all, or you're making some sales, but you're not the consistency and scale that you would like to be at. And in that case, you know what to do, right? You're just, you're just probably playing small with things. There's probably some refinement, but mostly playing small, and I, I really want to challenge on how committed you're actually being. Are you really doing everything that you know you need to do? Are you really being the type of person that you would want to invest in? Are you cleaning up these leaks where like, you know, when we look at commitment, I don't just look at, are you posting every day on social media? That's like the smallest aspect of being committed actually looks like I really want to understand you as a person here and this is what I want you to think about and look at or reflect in your own life is how are you being when you have no physical evidence so you know in your 3d reality that something is working how are you showing up when you wanted 30 people in your masterclass but only seven signed up and one person showed how are you being when you're selling a new offer that you're so excited about you can't wait to put it out there but then you don't get the response that you wanted in the first day or two how are you being when you say that you're going to eat healthier but then you fancy some chocolate or you say you're going to go to the gym more, but then you're like, I'll start next week.
really look at all these areas and ask yourself, am I being committed? Am I being a committed person or am I being somebody who does it when she feels like it? (laughs) Am I being somebody who does it when she feels like it? Am I being somebody who does it as long as the response is what I want? Am I being somebody who does it when all of my ducks in a row and everything feels really good? Ooh, I've had a really good energy. Things feel good. I don't have a headache. And like, I just, my, my vibe is good right now, so I'm going to sell. But then, oh no, things don't feel good and I'm on my period and, oh, I had a bad night's sleep and I'm not with my partner. So, you know, I'm just going to wait till next week. In any area of your life, to be honest. Because you can't just be committed in one area. You can't just be committed to one thing. You are either committed person or you are not. And it, it really doesn't surprise me that a lot of the time when people come to me or they say they're struggling in business and I might go to their Instagram and every other week they're like, oh, I took some time off to calibrate, or I took some time away to recharge, I took some time off, and they and they talk about it as if, like, you should too, it's not a bad thing, but the energy feels very, like, justifying, because that's what they're doing, they're justifying their behaviour, which is fine, I'm not saying you can't, I'm just saying it's going to take you a hell of a lot longer to do that if you keep taking time off of your business, Think about a CEO in a tech company. They, they, yes, of course, we can have holiday. And yes, of course, you can have time off from your business. But if you're having to take long weekends or a week off every month or every couple of weeks because you need to recharge, your business is, you're not, you're not doing, you're working in a very, very not smart way. I've always been somebody who works smart, not hard, always always, I've always been like the top salesperson and I've never done half the work that other people have done, I work smart not hard, (laughs) a lot of people waste time on just like 80% of the efforts on the 20% really of, or 80, I can't remember the, the law, but anyway, I've never been somebody who who works hard. I really, I'm very much like, I do have this identity of being a lazy person, which I have to challenge myself on. And I had to when I was thinking about being committed. And to me, it's not even like commitment of like, you know, doing more. It's the way in which I choose to show up. It's the integrity in which I choose to show up. It's the way that I'm living my life. And, and those of, I've been running a program these last three weeks and we've got our last session this week on uh, called Leading Lady, which is around like internal authority and self-leadership. And it's been one of my favorite and probably most underrated courses to date. But I've been sharing a lot of the behind the scenes around there and it's such a far cry from where I was a couple of years ago where I would find any excuse not to show up. And it's so funny because how this was reflected back to me was I went through a phase, it was like beginning of 2021 and I was getting a lot of people inquire for my services. Um, I had three failed launches in the first six months of 2021. All the same program, kept relaunching it. The third time one person signed up, it was meant to be a group program. 
And I, anyway, I kept getting people interested and booking discovery calls and we'd have a great call and all of that and then they wouldn't go through and I would say to my coach well they're just not a good fit and it's not I know that they're not a fit fit and something better is coming along and it got to like I don't know the third or fourth person and my coach was like where are you maybe not being committed and I was like oh (laughs) oh I feel called out and I journaled on it and I was like I'm not committing at all to anything because I wasn't showing up, I wasn't selling every day, I wasn't um, educating people, I wasn't refining, I was like, this should be enough, I don't need to sell the old way, I don't need to sell like other people sell, I can just rely on my energy, I was keeping myself in a comfort zone basically. And when I started doing this work, which was the end of 2021, trying to get my uh, years right, End of 2021, when I started doing a lot of identity work, committed was the first thing that came up for me, where I was like, this is something that I am actually going to commit to being. And I 100% like, you know, have my challenges. I'm not, I'm not perfect. You don't have to, it's not about being perfect, but it is about like self-integrity and fully committing to your vision. Because I think we're so quick to give up when I'll, we're not seeing the return in terms of like the response, the money, the clients, how we expect it to be, how we want it to be straight away. And a real growth part of this for me was when I launched my mastermind last year, because first of all, I'd never launched a mastermind before. I would, I've never, I've never had a successful launch of a group program. Um, I would say like, successful launch of group program I mean I I think I launched like a micro course but this was a this was a eight-week mastermind I've never sold a group program I've never sold a four-figure investment um before I've never I've never sold before and in October I was like I want to sell a mastermind like I feel really excited about this obviously Hudson was still very young at this age at that time and I wanted, I'd, I'd kind of was, I'm not burnt out, but I'd been selling a lot of like intensives, my intensives are monthly, and I had one-to-one clients, and my one, I didn't have a lot of time to do coaching calls and work on my business as well back then, I had like, I had a day and a half, and I needed one of those days for coaching calls, right, so I really didn't have a lot of time, so I was like, right, I need to offer one-to-many. So I created my unapologetic sales mastermind. If you've been following me for any time, you would have seen me talk about it. And it was in October that I started selling it. And first of all, I feel like so much comes up when you offer, this is a separate podcast that I think I'm going to do. But when you offer something that, especially sales, right? (laughs) When you're offering a sales program, there's like extra pressure to like, (laughs) sell it like you're selling a sales program like you have to be able to sell it I don't know maybe well it's just my belief system but there was definitely extra pressure but I felt so good this was like in October I was just flying high at this point I'm not sure what happened but like there was a lot going on personally but I was also like hit a next level in my in my bet in myself in my business and how I was viewing myself and how I was like holding standards for clients in, in just everything. So anyway, I launched this unapologetic sales mastermind. 
Now I sold this, I would say properly, like when I was really focused on it and talking about it probably every day. I sold it for three weeks and I refined some of the messaging, but I I largely used the same messaging. I had like 10 bullet points using my framework that I've shared before. And I would flip between a few of the, like two to three of them basically to see what landed. But ultimately the messaging was the same. And nobody bought. I had, had, uh, you know, a lot of interest. I had people who were saying yes, but they hadn't actually, they were saying like the kind of yes, but you know, there there was not, no one had bought. And it got to, it got to the weekend, so it was the weekend, and then I was just going to have one more week to sell it, and then the following Monday, it was going to start. So I'd been very open about the date and when it was starting. So it was like nine days before, let's say, and it was the weekend, weekend before the last week of selling it. And something happened, it was a really funny story actually, it's so basic, you're going to laugh when you hear it. (laughs) I was in Asda, um... I am 30 years old. I'm th- and I yeah, I'm 30 years old. I'm years old. I'm a mom. Like I have tired eyes, especially back then I wasn't sleeping. I I don't look I don't think I look 30. I don't know if everyone thinks that. Um I I also am obviously like uh, older. You know, I think I look a little bit more mature now. I definitely have a few wrinkles around my eyes. Like I definitely have bags under my eyes. Um, I feel like I'm a more mature looking person, but I get ID'd a lot, especially in supermarkets and I didn't have any makeup on. Anyway, I was buying a bottle of wine that I actually needed um, for a recipe. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot my ID. And I was waiting at the self-checkout and I was like, oh, it's going to be really annoying if they, um, I can't remember if I had Hudson with me. I think I might have had Hudson with me. I was like, it's going to be really annoying if they ID me because I can't be able to come back out and like I have Hudson. It's just annoying, blah, blah, blah. And I remember kind of like, I had this out of body experience when I floated up above myself and I was like, well, look at you. You've got a frown on your face. You're hunched over. You don't, you look shady because you're worried somebody's going to ask you for ID. Like you look anxious. You look worried. So like subconsciously knowing how our brains work, like we our brains pick up so much on um like facial expressions and things like that that our conscious mind doesn't pick up on it's why you can you can read so much more from what people are saying from just their words like I think you probably know seven percent of communication is actually words the rest is everything else and I kind of was like you're not looking like you deserve to buy wine and I know this is such a silly story but anyway it was like this aware it was like something clicked into place of like how I was seeing myself. Anyway, in this moment, I kind of stood up a bit taller, relaxed my face. I was like, what, you worried about your 30? For fuck's sake, like, no one's going to ID you. I didn't get ID'd. I got my wine. It was fine. (laughs) Sitting here with my wine now, obviously. And it was just, obviously, that moment was a very minor moment in terms of the actual scenario. But the, um, my computer's just, I was just checking my computer, like, gone on and off screen, which it never does when I'm recording, which is weird. Anyway, we're still recording, we're fine. Anyway, I had this shift in identity, right? I saw how I was seeing myself, and I saw myself as the unapologetic salesperson. I was like, that's who I get to be. I text, I messaged my, Voxed my, my coach, and I was like, I've had an identity shift this weekend. 
spoke to her on Monday, I was like, look, it's the last week for me to sell out this offer, and I'm gonna fucking sell it like it's sold out, because this is an amazing offer, and people deserve to be in it, she's like, great, how many people have you got in so far, I was like, well, none right now, but it doesn't matter, and I had such conviction, and such faith, and I was so fucking committed to selling this offer, now, let me tell you, I still had doubt, as I was making this decision, I still had doubt, in that I had the thought process of, oh, we've got a week to go, what if I just got one person in, it's meant to be a mastermind, maybe I should just, like, mention it a couple of times, and then I can just phase it out, and people will forget, like, people forget what you're doing all the time, they're not gonna know, and I was like, no, it was like, this thought came in, and previously I would have really considered it, and this time I was like, no, like, I'm committed to selling this offer, because I'm committed to the type of person that I want to be. And if I am selling an unapologetic sales mastermind, I'm gonna unapologetically sell it every single day this week. And if nobody buys, at least I know I've done everything I can. It was the perfect blend of faith, commitment, and non-attachment. Of course, I would have been disappointed. Of course, I would have been embarrassed if nobody bought. But what I had to do in that moment was commit to being the type of person who sold an unapologetic sales mastermind. Key takeaway just right now here, come back to the room if you've gone a bit dazed. What are you selling and who do you have to be to sell it? This is such a key thing when you're selling in terms of embodied selling. So anyway, that was my intention. That week, four people signed up to my mastermind, which was, it was, around two and a half thousand USD, it was like two, 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 two pounds, 2,222 pounds, so like a a substantial four-figure investment from somebody who has never sold a group program, you know, I've I've sold like group programs that were more training-based, and this was obviously higher level, like a higher commitment, a higher figure thing, I'd sold things for like three figures, never, ever, ever, around around the four-figure mark, and this was obviously a substantial amount, and four people signed up in a week. Now, I did not change my messaging. I didn't change my strategy. I think I'd been going live quite a lot. I might have gone live like a few more times on Instagram. It's just, that is a strategy that works well for me. If you're listening to this, you probably know I'm quite good in like this kind of setting, like, where I can riff, I have no notes when I do my podcast, this is, like, I have the title and I go for it, imagine if I'd have stopped, imagine if I decided that I wasn't going to commit because the physical reality wasn't showing me what I wanted, imagine if I had thought, let's just phase this out because people aren't buying, this story is so fucking powerful for wherever you are in business right now and if you choose to really hear what I am saying you're going to change your business forever you're going to explode your business if you honestly listen and hear not just listen to the words but hear the message beneath this and what I'm actually saying So are you actually committed to your business? Are you actually committed to the impact that you want to make? Are you actually committed to the offers that come from your creation? But then what? You're not getting the external validation that you want? 
Can you be committed enough to the vision that you see to ignore your current circumstances and move anyway? Because that is actually what it takes to build a successful business. It's not actually, are you going to say everything in the exact right way? It's can you move with the absolute faith, knowing and non-attachment? You can be be upset and all of those things. You can have human emotions to them. But can you move and show up because you're that type of person? And that's what I always come back to. How committed am I to this? So now when I create offers, it's like, I'm going to run this offer. I don't care how many people are in it. Because I'm excited about it. I know this is what's needed. This is when I could go into a whole nother spin of like creating offers that aren't aligned to you or just because other people are and things like that. But this is a really important message. I hope that you let this land for you. Really sit with this afterwards as well. I want you to sit with like your level of commitment in your business and be radically honest with yourself. Because if things aren't working, there's likely something that needs to be refined there in terms of the being element of it, the commitment level. And that's what I'm going to leave with you today. As always, if you like this episode, please do share it, give it a rating and review. You know, it helps more people hear it. And my intention for this is to help as many people as possible to get out of their own fucking way, be unapologetic and change the lives of themselves and for others. So I love you and I will see you next time.